The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. What makes a successful entrepreneur? One who is constantly worried about the success of their business to the point where they don't have any time for themselves? Or one who keeps an eye on business but also makes time for the rest of their life? Welcome to Reclaim Your Freedom with host Shirley Dalton. In this program, you'll learn how to create an amazing, successful business and still have time for a life. Now, here's Shirley Dalton. Welcome, everyone, to Reclaim Your Freedom. I'm your host, Shirley Dalton. Thanks so much for tuning in today. So, listeners, I've got a question for you. Have you ever been involved in a negotiation? Now, it could be a big negotiation like a takeover or merger or acquisition, or perhaps it was a management meeting to determine the company's strategy. And instead of collaborating and cooperating, you found yourself in a highly charged emotional situation for which you were unprepared and ill-equipped to deal with. If you did, you're in the right place today because our guest, Steph Sharp, the author of Bullies in the Boardroom, is going to share how to deal with bullies to ensure you get the best outcomes possible. Welcome, Steph. Thanks for joining us today. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thanks for having me, Shirley. I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, I'm excited. In our preparation for today's call, I've just learned so much about bullies and bullying tactics and behavior. And I can't wait to share that with our audience because, um, you know, whilst you say it doesn't happen in, in the, you know, every case, it's really handy to be able to spot this. So, Steph, just a little about yourself so our listeners know that they're in the right hands. You're a lead negotiator. You've led negotiations for mergers, acquisitions, commercial and outsourcing contracts. You've advised and led over $17 billion in deals in more than 23 countries for more than 400 companies. You specialize in developing strategies and structures for people who are committed to getting the best deal but are encountering bullying tactics such as threats and manipulation that are stopping the negotiations from moving forward. During your negotiations, you discovered that many negotiating teams lack the proper tools to overcome these types of manoeuvres, which you've now documented in your field guide, Bullies in the Boardroom. So, Steph, what was the catalyst for you to write your book, Bullies in the Boardroom? Well, you know, it's interesting, Shirley, because uh, because of my finance background, I don't always lead negotiations. And last fall, I ended up actually with in the boardroom with two clients who were um, they were leading the negotiations. I was there as a finance expert, and in both cases, there was a person on the other side of the table that uh, was pulling all kinds of uh, bullying maneuvers. 
And, of course, I was sitting there going, oh, oh, let me jump in, (laughs) because I could tell it wasn't going to go well. And, in fact, in both cases, the um, my client actually had the same response, which was to try and ignore the bullying behavior and try and just, you know, focus on the deal and and just ignore the behavior and try and get the deal done. And, And what that ended up doing was actually escalating the situation, actually made it worse. Um, and, and after both of these, and it just happened, you know, as you mentioned at the outset, it doesn't, you know, really bullying is not that common. It's not every deal, but these happen to be back to back. And I just thought there has to be something out there that says, you know, here's the steps you take when you, when you, when you run across this behavior. And there was nothing out there, nothing. So I literally sat down. My original idea was well, I'm going to sit down and just write a little, you know, a little really quick sort of checklist of things my client should be doing. And then the checklist turned out to be a lot longer than I expected. <laughs> and then I sent it to my clients and they asked all kinds of questions and it became a full book. So, um, so that's how the field guide was born. Wow. Now you call them Bitbies, short for bullies in the boardroom. So what exactly is a bully? Can you define a bully or bullying behavior? How do we know we're dealing with a bully? Well, those are really good questions. And yes, I call them bit bees, and I want to just talk about that quickly because, of course, we are talking bully, about bullies specifically in the boardroom in business situations. Um, but I think a lot of people have a, an idea in their head of what a bully is, and there's a lot of emotion around the term bully or bullying. So mm-hmm. I, I try and pull the, some of the emotion out of it uh, by calling them Bitby or bullies in the boardroom. And that reminds us both that it's in the boardroom and also Bitby has no emotional sort of common t- connotation for most people. So, but what you said, what exactly is uh, a bully? And there's, there's sort of two, um, two characteristics that I use to classify somebody as b- a bully. Um, one thing is that there is some sort of what is commonly, you know, commonly recognized as bullying behavior. Um, they're issuing threats or they're lying or there's some other maneuver being pulled. And the second is there's actual uh, damage being done. So there is a difference between bad behavior. Um, there are some industries where bad behavior is rife. Finance and entertainment, for instance, a lot, a lot of yelling, and you know, people are very emotional, and um, and it's sort of the style of communication. But um, but bullying goes beyond that and causes damage. Either um, it can be emotional, physical damage because of the stress. It can be uh, financial, of course, to the organization. So there, there kind of has to be the two po- components. The the kind of the bad behavior and then the actual damage piece. So that's how you know you're you're dealing uh, with a bully. Um, and the and the other thing is that the research on bullying bullying in in uh, school children has been very illuminating uh, in terms of bullying in general. And bullying is becoming more and more recognized as a workplace issue as well as, of course, uh, an issue in schools. Um, and and probably the most interesting piece of it in terms of you saying, well, am I dealing with a bippy, is that mm-hmm. the bullies are, are high-status seekers. So 
Um, we're not talking about, you know, psychopaths who are going to, you know, murder you in the middle of the night or something or, uh, or, or that kind of, that kind of person. Um, what we're talking about is people who behave badly when their status is threatened. Um, they have a strong need, almost an, almost an anxiety reaction to low status and, and, and that's when they act out. And so, because of this, they can't exist without allies. So there's a couple of things you want to be watching for. You say, okay, well, there's this bad behavior, and maybe it's taking a financial toll on your business, or it's backing you into a corner, and you're stressing out, and you're not sleeping. Um, so you're saying, well, I already think I'm dealing with a bully. But, but look carefully. Are, you know, Is it about them being what we call socially dominant? Are they trying to constantly you know, build themselves up and keep you down. And and also, as part of that, are they sort of corralling allies, which, of course, can increase the pressure on you uh, because there's uh, they really can't exist without allies. They don't have any status without allies. <laughs> so those are sort of some indications, both the behavior, the effect of the behavior, and then looking a little bit at what's motivating the behavior. Yeah, wow. That that's really interesting because you know, if I think about some of my clients and then some of the people in their workplace and as you say bullying in the workplace and we're talking about bitbies in the the boardroom here as well, that you can really now start to to look at that because as you say there are some people that are just um, bad behavior you know their currency is just screaming at you and sometimes if you just scream back that's like oh okay well I, I won't do that that's not working but you've got uh, clearly defined points there so um, yes there's bad behavior but it's not in isolation there must be almost collateral damage of some sort and then if you look further, you're saying that these people are high-status individuals so that they have this need to have status or need to look good, and then they're shoring themselves up with allies. And so, listeners, you know, just have a little look in your workplace and um, see if, if that's coming out because um, now we want to know, well, you know, what can we do with uh, people like this, and uh, particularly in the boardroom? Yeah, and one of the I think one of the critical things is that you, um, if you understand that that there's a, a status issue, one of the things you want to do is is try not to unduly threaten their status, right? Um, uh-huh. Because you're just going to trigger the behavior. It's 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 a given, and you know why escalate the situation if you have the knowledge and the tools and the skills to avoid the situation. So that's really what I focus on with my clients is, you know, what's triggering this individual? How can we get our message across and not threaten their status? Um, and, and, you know, really develop a respectful working um, rapport and really uh, a healthier environment to get our deal done more quickly, more profitably, and, you know, one that's really a win-win situation because one of the things bullies want is they want win-lose, right? They, they want to win, and, uh, and that doesn't help anybody in the long term. In fact, research has shown that win-lose is what's in psychology called scarcity mindset mm-hmm. or scarcity thinking, and it actually produces poor decision-making, 
and poorer deals for both parties actually reduces the IQ of the individuals and it actually um, reduces the efficacy of the decision making. So all, you know, good, ra- good reasons to really move away from buying into the bit and escalating the bit behavior as much as tempting as it might be at some points to, mm. to fight back. <laughs> Yeah, I, and I love that distinction that you've made there, that they want to win. They're not interested in the fight so much. You know, some people get off on having a fight, but they're actually not interested in, in that and this high status. And I can remember when I was teaching in the school, although I only did that for six months, I might add, um, there was one kid that kept playing up. And if I think back on it now, what he was after was status because the minute that I made him in charge of some part of the classroom activities, he settled down because everybody was watching him and so I was able to get him to behave in a way where he still got the attention but it was productive. So I'm loving this conversation. I'm finding it fascinating because you know that I'm interested in the psychology of people. We're going to take a short break and when we come back, Steph's going to share with us these 23 manoeuvres that she has discovered that bullies do. And then if you know this, then of course you can counteract that. I'm Shirley Dalton. You're listening to Reclaim Your Freedom and we'll be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Shirley Dalton's guide, Five Simple Steps to Business Freedom, is changing the way today's professionals balance their work lives and the rest of their lives. You can enjoy this guide free when you discover businessfreedomfighters.com. You'll find out how to get out of the stranglehold of business and get your life back. The secret is not working longer or harder. It's working smarter and better. You'll join the thousands who find this guide and Shirley Dalton valuable resources for their business. Visit businessfreedomfighters.com today. If you like the Reclaim Your Freedom radio show, you can join Shirley Dalton for her TV show, Empowered Business TV, where you'll get to meet her guests in person and join in with activities to improve yourself, your team, and your business. Watch demonstrations of techniques and strategies you can implement immediately. Plus, regular business owners who are happy to share their experiences and secrets that have made them successful to help you achieve the success you want in business and in life. Visit EmpoweredBusinessTV.com today. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Again, that's questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. 
Welcome back. Well, we had a little glitch here and I have a sneaking suspicion that it was the airplanes going over. Where we based in our uh, studio, we're very close to the airport and I've noticed that occasionally it will interfere. So listeners, I really apologise for that. But look, stay with us because this is a fascinating conversation. We've been talking with Steph Sharp about bullies in the boardroom and Two things that at least have come out of this is that they are high status individuals, so they're looking for status and they don't necessarily want the fight, they want to win. So Steph has written a book to help her clients to be able to counteract these what she calls manoeuvres and Steph's identified 23 23 manoeuvres. So Steph, how about you tell us a little bit about these manoeuvres? Absolutely. So, the, you know, the reason I chose the term maneuver is because truly Bitby are trying to maneuver you into sort of the losing end of the deal, right? <laughs> and, and they do try a number of different things. So one of the differences between sort of bad behavior, for instance, some people are very sarcastic and it can be very humiliating, but it's mm-hmm. not a, um, it's, it's mean-spirited, but it's not kind of part of a larger a campaign of bullying. So bullies tend to use a whole bunch of different maneuvers. Um, and so, you know, when I when I sat down to, to write the book, I, I literally sort of thought, okay, let me think of scenarios where I've, you know, where I've seen this bad behavior and, and, and what did we do? And it quickly became obvious to me that, you know, I, I and other negotiators that I know, we respond differently depending on what kind of maneuvers um, that we are pulling. So, um, so it became very important to identify and to match the tactics that you can use, uh, or the counter tactics, if you like, to each maneuver. And I, I did boil it down to sort of twenty-three um, basic maneuvers and you really have to you do have to address each one separately and and deliberately in order to contain the behavior to set the tone that you want in the room and to um, and really to lay a path for uh, for you to be able to deal with future maneuvers because it will escalate. Um, typically, if uh, uh, these individuals don't give up easily, um, <laughs> and there's often all kinds of hidden triggers that will surprise you, you'll be, whoa, where did that come from? What did I say? Um, and so, you know, this isn't a short-term strategy. This is, a, this is something that becomes a way of approaching situations, and it becomes a you're sort of constantly developing it. I've had some clients I've worked with for 15, 18 years, and um, and we're still developing uh, tactics and strategies for dealing with certain, the same individuals we've been dealing with for years and years and years. Um, you know, we're still having to develop strategies. Now, we know a lot more about them. We understand the maneuvers they tend to pull. So now our work is more preemptive. We're able to take care of a lot of it before we even get into the room. So... Okay, so know what those maneuvers are. Sorry. Yeah, go on because I'm 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 sure people are sitting here thinking, well, okay, tell me what's a maneuver. You know, how can I how can I identify this? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So just before I get into the specific maneuvers, what I, I would like to introduce people to a little bit of a framework because 23 is a lot. As you can Mm -hmm. imagine, just trying to carry around 23 maneuvers, when I got to the end of writing the 23, I was like, well, how are people going to remember this? It's it's too much, right? Mm -hmm. So what I did is I I categorized them under six basic um, sort of operating styles. And I'll talk about the maneuvers specifically in a minute, but the operating styles, I realized that there's sort of six basic operating styles. There's manipulation we're all familiar with, aggression, mm-hmm. of course, which is what we typically think about with, uh, with bullies. There's disruption, where the bullies are trying to gain control by, you know, breaking momentum and, um, and, and disrupting the process. There's division, where they're literally, you know, divide and conquer, trying to, to separate you out from your support system or really divide the teams up in terms of loyalties. Again, that's to the point of building their allies. Then there's evasion, you know, straight up lying, concealing information, that type of thing. And then the sixth component is, is really a bit different in the sense that it's, it's, it's a level up, and that is revenge. When the bullying behavior is motivated by revenge... Mm. What they tend to do is use all of the other styles, but with a vindictiveness that, that is often characterized by the fact that they not only want to win, they really want you to lose. They mm. really want to hurt you. With regular bullying, interestingly, they want to win, and if you get hurt, it's kind of a side effect <laughs> in, their, <laughs> in their world, right? Um, but when it's revenge-motivated, you know, they actually want you to to suffer. And so um, I did pull that out as a separate issue because of the intensity, the emotional intensity behind it. So that framework, manipulation, aggression, disruption, division, evasion, and revenge is surprisingly matter. It's M-A-T-T-E-R, matter. So because I said, you know, these bit be, they're matter than other people. So that's easy for people to remember. (laughs) I love it. yeah, and the 23 maneuvers are, are classified under these different uh, sort of operating styles. That's not to say that anyone is, you know, purely one way or another. In fact, as I say, um, uh, the BIPI tend to pull from, from different areas, but there does, there does tend to be a style. You know, if they're evasive, that tends to be their go-to um, uh, operating style. If they're aggressive, that tends to be their go-to, but it's not exclusive. So, the, can you give us an example of that? Because I know you've got a wonderful table in your book there, where you've got their MO, you know, their their motivation basically in these operating um, styles, and then you've got subcategories there for devices that they use and then maneuvers. So, I mean, the way that you've set it out in the book is really clear. But can you give us an example? So, we've talked a little bit about aggression and a little bit about evading. What what have you seen somebody would do if they were manipulating? Yeah, so for example, um, if you're looking at the table in the book, you'll see I say MO is manipulation, um, and one of the devices is subversion, so they're trying to subvert you. So what's the specific maneuver? 
um, that they might use. Well, they might be circumventing you to sub- to subvert your efforts, right? So this is a form of manipulation. And they, they're circumventing you perhaps by going to um, your uh, uh, superiors, uh, your partners. They're trying to get around you because they see you as destructive. So the circumvention itself is the maneuver, right? It's mm-hmm. a specific action that you can classify. Oh, they circumvented me by going and talking to my you know, partner, business partner, or going and talking to my board member or, you know, whoever they've, they've gone to to try and get around you. So they've, like, gone over the top of you or something like that. Exactly. And, and you know, so that is a maneuver circumvention. Mm-hmm. So then... Mm-hmm. I have, I, you know, I offer in the book several solutions for it, but one of them, just to, just to work through the whole example, right? Mm-hmm. If you were to have the ebook in front of you, for example, and you were literally in a situation where somebody just circumvented you and you went, this is going to cause real problems, you could literally click on circumventing in the table and it would take you right into the section. And one of the first things that you would see under the solutions part of the section is it says build relationships, and I have specific steps. You know, I do go into detail in terms of what do I mean by this, why are you doing it, who are you building relationships with, and the rest of it. But again, just for, just for illustrative purposes, so, so why build relationships? First of all, no allies, no bullies, mm-hmm. right? So if we have strong relationships on our side, this is sort of a preventive tactic on our side. Um, then the, then the bippy can't get away with the circumvention. Circumvention only works if the other person supports it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? So if you and I were business partners and, so, and the bippy is mad at you because you're stopping them from doing something or you know, you're not acquiescing to their demands and they come to me, it only mm-hmm. works as a bullying tactic if I go, yeah, Shirley, why, why aren't you letting him get away with that? Right? Yeah. If I sit there and go, why are you talking to me? Shirley's the one dealing with this. Go talk to her. Wow. Um, boom. Maneuver so, can't work. So that's that's really interesting because, I mean, you see that in the family, don't you? You go to mom and mom says no, so you go back to dad <laughs> and we, we hope that mom and dad are supporting each other. early. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, yeah. family businesses, that's a good point. In family businesses, this is right because, mm. because when we're in business with family, we have taken those family dynamics with us forever. <laughs> I, I can remember I was facilitating a management meeting for a family one time and there was mum, dad and the two boys. And mum and the two boys were giving dad some feedback and dad didn't like it. And the um, chairs that we were sitting on had wheels on them. And I'm watching dad wheel himself closer and closer and closer to the door. And I thought, oh, my God, any minute now, he's just going to get up out of that door and go. And so I've jumped up and I'm standing in front of the doorway and I'm going, stay, stay. <laughs> you know, while ever you're in the room, we can, we can get through this. But, boy, geez, I wished I'd had your book because I would have been able to identify a lot of the behaviors there you know I'm, I was just thinking oh my god how do we deal with this <laughs> exactly 
because it's it you know it's interesting when you when you have step by step processes you can you can even preempt as I say prevent the situation so in that case um, if we were looking at you know this let's say there was circumvention going on um, one of the things before you even go into negotiating is you is you would sit down as a group and say there's a possibility this person will try and circumvent who will they go to. What will they say? What's our protocol? Mm. Right? So you and I might sit down and say, okay, we think this guy might try and circumvent you by coming to me. So what are we going to do about it? What am I going to say? How am I going to say it? Because one of the things is, again, we don't want to escalate the behavior any more than, than will sort of naturally happen. Unfortunately, as I say, they have behavior patterns and, and they will continue, but you don't want to escalate them. You know, mm-hmm. if you can kind of, if they're pulling, di- pulling different maneuvers, but they're all on a low level, at least they're manageable. <laughs> but if yeah. they're getting worse and worse and worse, then we have more and more of a problem. It takes more time out of our business, causes more stress. We start losing sleep. Um, you know, that's where you start getting some of the physical impacts. Uh, we're not running the business anymore, so it's costing us money. Maybe we've brought in lawyers because now there's threats going, you know, coming back at us that they're, we're going to get sued or something, and or we have to get our accountant to crunch a bunch of numbers because there's been allegations made, and then the whole thing just escalates and it's right out of control. So if we have an agreement ahead of time as to how we're going to deal, for instance, with circumventing, um, then when it happens, we just deal with it, and it's you know super super clean. And some of yeah. the things I talk I talk about in can, the book. Can, can we just um, come back to that, Steph? Because yeah. I, I really want to get into this, but we need to take a short break um, okay. because. Yeah, this is really fascinating stuff and I can see that people can actually take this and apply it. So we're going to take a quick break and when we come back, Steph's going to expand on this point. So stay with us. We'll be right back. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. If you like the Reclaim Your Freedom radio show, you can join Shirley Dalton for her TV show, Empowered Business TV, where you'll get to meet her guests in person and join in with activities to improve yourself, your team, and your business. Watch demonstrations of techniques and strategies you can implement immediately. Plus, regular business owners who are happy to share their experiences and secrets that have made them successful to help you achieve the success you want in business and in life. Visit EmpoweredBusinessTV.com today. Shirley Dalton's guide, Five Simple Steps to Business Freedom, is changing the way today's professionals balance their work lives and the rest of their lives. You can enjoy this guide free when you discover BusinessFreedomFighters.com. You'll find out how to get out of the stranglehold of business and get your life back. The secret is not working longer or harder. It's working smarter and better. You'll join the thousands who find this guide and Shirley Dalton valuable resources for their business. Visit BusinessFreedomFighters.com today. 
If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Again, that's questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. Thanks for joining us. We've been talking with Steph Sharp, author of Bullies in the Boardroom, and Steph has identified um, an acronym called MADDER, M-A-D-D-E-R, or six operating styles for bullies. And we've been talking about the first one called manipulation, and we've also been looking at how she further classifies that into devices and then manoeuvres. And we've been talking about a specific manoeuvre here called circumventing. And if you think about this in your own organisation, circumventing is when somebody can't get what they want from one person, so then they go to another, you know, a bit like mum and dad at home. If mum says no, off we go to dad. And so as we've been identifying this, Steph's going to now tell us specifically what we can do because if we're forewarned, um, we're forearmed. And so if you're in these situations, then once you identify these things, you can you can actually prepare in advance rather than sitting in the boardroom or sitting in your management meeting <laughs> and just being like a stunned mullet where you go, oh, man, <laughs> how do I deal with that? If you know about it, you can prepare for it. So, um, Steph, tell us some more because this is just absolutely fascinating yeah well and and you know it a lot of your preparation if you haven't met the uh the bit b before of course your preparation is a bit hypothetical but as i was saying before when you've dealt with uh certain counterparties for years you kind of know what to anticipate and you can sit down and and i you know i will agree with my client in advance what are we going to do um what are we going to say when they try and come to me and not talk to the client or vice versa? You know, how are we going to deal with it? And in this, just on the break, I remembered that uh, I actually, one of the situations I was talking about in the fall circumventing was a, a critical element of it. Um, and what had happened was that the, uh, the Bippy had gone to my client's uh, uh, shareholders. And, um, yeah, and, and uh, so my, this was just a regular commercial deal and, uh, you know, just a regular agreement, but they wanted a better deal. And so they said, well, I'm not going to deal with the CEO. I'm going to the shareholders. And, um, and the problem was, and this is what I saw in, in the negotiations, there had been no discussion ahead of time about, well, what if they do this? Mm-hmm. And so... What happened is the shareholder jumped in to try and fix things, which is the worst thing you can do, <laughs> because really the shareholder is then validating the behavior. 
and say, yes. well, yeah, it's perfectly okay to undermine the CEO because I'll just jump in and fix things. And because the shareholder didn't really know uh, that much about the business, they actually made it worse. Um, and, it, and it was painful to watch. <laughs> yes. So what you're saying is that had they um, had had this discussion and they had the what-if scenario, so what if this happens, then mm-hmm. we'll do this. And if somebody comes to the shareholders, then the shareholders need to stand behind the CEO and not jump in. Um, love it. Love it. And that's not a long conversation to have. You know, so even though I talk about having uh, over a hundred tactics for dealing with with these uh, maneuvers, it's not like it's going to take you weeks and weeks and weeks to deal with this, right? It, a lot of these are simply a matter of getting into the mindset and having an agreed upon way of of dealing with things with your partners, with your perhaps customers, suppliers, whoever's involved in the, the different negotiations that you're in, perhaps family members, shareholders. There can be, you can be in any number of, of um, negotiations and you need to ensure that you have the support of, of your team. Now, that's a preparatory thing you can do. There are other recommendations in the book about what you can do at the time and, you know, if it's happened once and maybe you've maybe not handled it that well, how can you recover from it? So there are, you know, there's a number of, uh, of different things that you can do. To, to address it. And as I say, in the case that I saw, so the specific negotiation that I saw, um, there was a lot of pressure being put on the shareholder to, to get the deal. The deal wasn't a good deal for the company. So the CEO was refusing to, to, to enter into it. And so then lawyers were brought in and then other consultants to analyze different solutions because... The shareholder thought, well, how hard can it be? Which, of course, the reason you have CEOs and experts at the table is because they already know how hard it can be. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, ultimately it created a huge strain on the relationship between the shareholder and the executive. Um, So the damage ripples out and out and out uh, by not sort of preempting this and saying, hey, what's my role? Right? As a shareholder, it's not your role to to be entering into a commercial negotiation, same as if, say, your spouse is the one managing the business and you're kind of the quiet partner, then let them manage it. And Mm -hmm. you can consult behind the scenes, but you have to have a united front, much like the mom and dad scenario. Yeah, and and I remember when I worked for a um, a family company, and they were very successful. They had franchises all over the world, and they had very clear roles. You know, um, the husband he was responsible for setting the strategy and the sales and marketing for the business, and then the wife was responsible for the operations. And we knew as employees that we didn't go to them for the other you know if it was about strategy and sales we went to the husband if it was on operations we went to the wife because if we went to the wife about operate um, about sales and strategy <laughs> you soon got told <laughs> you know who to go to and and I loved that because it was very very clear so Steph it just begs a question for me where we've been talking about bitbies 
are they doing this deliberately? Like, are they aware that they're doing it? Um, or is it just some part of their character that, you know, sometimes they're just behaving this way, unaware, just because they have to win? Mm. So the interesting thing I would say is that uh, there is a level, this is from my own observation of, of people, that they know the difference between good and bad behavior. Mm-hmm. So, so they, know they're not, they know they're not behaving well. Mm-hmm. Or they know they're not practicing good behavior, let's put it that way. Um, I don't believe a lot of uh, people who default to these tactics, I don't think they know why. I don't think they know... I don't think they've sat there and said, well, you know, what triggers me? Why, why do I, <laughs> you know, why do I, uh, why do I engage in these behaviors? Um, so I think they know the what. I think they know, you know, good or bad. Um, mm-hmm. But they see it again because it's so inherent in them. I mean, it's like a deep, the way I describe it is imagine someone's phobic about spiders, right? Mm-hmm. So a perfectly rational, interesting normal person until a spider crawls across the table and then they're literally trying to climb up the walls and, you know, out the heating vent or something to, to get away from the spider. Like their behavior goes right off the rails. It's almost the same thing with the Bippy. As they, they can be and often are very charismatic, very intelligent, very interesting people. You know, I'm thinking of a few great sense of humor. I mean, very, very entertaining. Um, but if that trigger comes in and, and you've threatened their status, boom, that's when the behavior changes. So, um, again, do they know they're behaving badly? I think, I think if, they, if they don't know at the time, they probably know later. Um, but do they know why? I, I don't think so. I don't think there's that much. Well, I suppose it depends on the person, but I, I suspect there's probably not that much awareness. And, and just listening to you there, they may not know the why and you're saying that they will understand that they're behaving badly and certainly if it's not at the time but maybe later. So my question now is, do they care? Well, no, because they see it as the way, th- because their their view of the world is I have to win. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so if they have to win, they see that as, well, that's how you win. Mm. And, you know, that reminds me of um, some companies that I've worked with over the years and you'll see this in just in the management meeting. So we're not talking huge mergers or acquisitions or anything like that. These are just monthly meetings and I think you call them friendlies. And um, I've seen where... As you say, it's almost like um, people have unwittingly triggered this behaviour and they might the person might go in with a particular agenda and then for some reason they've triggered the, I'll call them a bully, even though they're not necessarily um, being a bully, but bang, they're off. And then the whole agenda just gets derailed and you come out of it and you go, what the hell just happened? And we're so far off track. So we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to look at how we can actually minimise bullying behaviour because Steph's got some great Uh, strategies and tactics here so we're going to be right back stay with us (laughs) 
business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. Shirley Dalton's guide, Five Simple Steps to Business Freedom, is changing the way today's professionals balance their work lives and the rest of their lives. You can enjoy this guide free when you discover businessfreedomfighters.com. You'll find out how to get out of the stranglehold of business and get your life back. The secret is not working longer or harder. It's working smarter and better. You'll join the thousands who find this guide and Shirley Dalton valuable resources for their business. Visit businessfreedomfighters.com today. If you like the Reclaim Your Freedom radio show, you can join Shirley Dalton for her TV show, Empowered Business TV, where you'll get to meet her guests in person and join in with activities to improve yourself, your team, and your business. Watch demonstrations of techniques and strategies you can implement immediately. Plus, regular business owners who are happy to share their experiences and secrets that have made them successful to help you achieve the success you want in business and in life. Visit EmpoweredBusinessTV.com today. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Again, that's questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. We're back. And... This is fascinating, looking at people and their psychology. And we've been talking about bullies in the boardroom, but it can be bullies in your management meetings as well, bullies in your own workplace. And we've been talking with Steph Sharp. So, Steph, is there any way to minimise this bullying behaviour? You know, if you find that um, either to avoid it or to, um, you know, minimise it once it, it erupts, what can we Absolutely. do? Absolutely. Absolutely, and all, all of the tactics in the book are, are about one of those two things, either, either you know, keeping a lid on it if it's already happened or, or preventing it altogether. And I think the key thing is to, you know, to really understand the red flags, and there's hundreds. I think I had last time I looked 203 or something red flags in the book. Um, but, you know, watch for red flags that perhaps there is um, uh, the bullying behavior is going to start um, and and then and also watch what seems to be triggering the behavior. So watching for triggers is is really important. Mm-hmm. And of course, um, because just simply if if you are if you sort of cut it off before it develops, as we were just saying, for instance, about the circumventing, if you cut it off before it escalates, then you know you can just save yourself an enormous amount of time and money and stress. And I know. You know, surely that you're all about having a business that you love and and also having really having a life that you love. And there's nothing worse than having unnecessary stress just because there's, you know, bad behaviors going on. So, so, you know, watch for those red flags. Really get familiar with with what it is that's triggering the situation. Mm -hmm. So, Steph, so from our conversation today, what's one thing that you would suggest our listeners can do to implement what they've learned? 
Well, so I have a I have a little exercise that I like to have clients go through, and um, and it really is about getting more in touch with uh, uh, a specific situation because you can talk about the stuff in general, but you really need to get your hands around a real a real situation. So the first thing is think about a bit B that you you are dealing with right now, perhaps in your own company or a customer or a supplier. Um, or that you've dealt with in the past, maybe a, a banker or somebody, and think about a specific incident with that bit B. You know, if they, whether they're manipulative or aggressive or disruptive, whatever they were doing to get the upper hand. And then write down the key elements of that incident. You know, what happened? As to the best of your recollection, what happened? And then what happened as a result? What was, the, what was the damage? What did it cost you in terms of time and money and stress? And did it ripple out? Did that behavior you know, ripple out through your team or through your company? And then I want you to, once you've sort of got a full vision of, of that whole scenario and what happened afterwards, look and say, were there red flags? Were there early warning signs? What did I miss? Right? And, and list them down, specifically list them down and say, see if you can find the trigger. What seemed to actually set that person off and cause this whole chain reaction? And, mm. once, and once they reacted, how did you react? Because sometimes we react to a bully by bullying back. They threaten <laughs> yes. us, we threaten them. They manipulate us, we'll manipulate them. Right? That doesn't, that's not going to really, in the long term, get us anywhere and talk about chewing into your real life. It just causes stress and anxiety and, you know, negative. So really, again, this part of it is how did you react? And if you could, and then I want you to think if you could do it over. So now take a deep breath, have a cup of tea, come back and say, if I could do it over, what would I have done? And... You know, really think about, do I have the skills to react as I should have in that situation? And this is where you have to be really honest with yourself because I'll tell you, when someone's yelling at you or lying to you, they're probably pushing hot buttons with you too. And, you know, do you really have the skills to uh, to react the way you'd like to or, or do you need some, you know, do you need some help um, mm-hmm. practicing in those situations so that you can be you know, more proactive or more um, positively reactive. Mm-hmm. So uh, I love that because once you understand it, then it is about identifying uh, if we've got the skills and, and if we haven't, then certainly getting some help. And I know there's a lot of help in your book, but where to for you? Um, we've got just a couple of minutes till we close. So yeah, where so- to? So obviously I work with uh, clients um, and will continue to work with my clients on their negotiations to, uh, and I will continue to publish um, tactics as we develop new um, tactics. I'll be publishing on blogs and social media if people want to uh, take a look at the Bullies in the Boardroom stuff. Um, I fully suspect I'll be updating the book <laughs> So that's going to be that's going to be some more work, and I um, I really want to start a bit of a movement with my corporate and government and uh, and uh, clients as well as my business owners um, that says you know bullying stops at the top that um, mm-hmm. 
that really if uh, we as business people can't stop bullying, how do we expect uh, children in the classroom to to deal with it if we can't deal with it in the boardroom? Mm. So, so yeah, lots of different uh, areas that I'm focusing on. And um, as you know, I love negotiations and dealing with people and creating more positive uh, experiences. So that's that's what I'm going to be doing. Fantastic. So you've got a gift for our listeners today. Tell us what it is and I'll tell them where they can get it. Sure. So I'm actually uh, giving them all of Chapter 1, which is three surprises about bullies in the boardroom. And it really does lay out uh, a lot of the elements of what you need to know um, in order to go and start dealing with bullies. And uh, included with that chapter is the chart we were talking about with the MOs and the devices and maneuvers, and then also a framework for actually uh, dealing with bullies in the boardroom. Fantastic. And honestly, listeners, you really want to get that. It's a fantastic read. There's lots of information in there. And I think you might be surprised when you start looking at your own workplace, uh, not only about the people that we might call a bit be, but also our reaction, as Steph said there, they trigger our own hot buttons and then we react and sometimes we react badly ourselves. So, Steph, I had no idea there was so much to know about bullies and bullying behaviour and how to counteract it, nor the cost of not collaborating or cooperating during negotiations. And I just realised I forgot to tell you listeners where you can get that. So you want to go to shirleysradiogifts.com, shirleysradiogifts.com and get that because it's a phenomenal read. So thanks so much, Steph, for sharing with us today. It's been an absolute pleasure talking with you. That's all we've got time for today. I'm your host, Shirley Dalton. You've been listening to Reclaim Your Freedom, where we've been talking with Steph Sharp, author of Bullies in the Boardroom. Thanks so much for joining us. Until next week, may you handle those bullies and continue to create your ideal business lifestyle. Thank you for joining Shirley Dalton and her amazing guest this week on Reclaim Your Freedom. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition on the Voice America Business Channel. Until then, relax just a bit and have a great week. Enjoy the upcoming weekend and we'll see you here for the next show.